Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Should more be done to stop people illegally parking in disabled bays? Because there's a new campaign, Baywatch, from the Disabled Drivers Association of Ireland. And they're calling on the guards and traffic wardens to have more powers so that they can impose fines on people who are parking illegally. Seamus is with us on the line. Seamus, how big of an issue is this, first of all? It would be a big issue for me personally because, for example, I would be going to the hospital there and especially in Galway Hospital there where the parking is limited and just to find that people have illegally parking there and trying to get other areas to to go to. Like there's a lot of planning for people with uh, wheelchairs uh, there. So it's not just straightforward as hopping out of the car and parking in the first available spot there. You would also have to take into account of exiting the car there so space would have to be bigger than a normal car parking spot there, Andreas. Mm -hmm. So it would be a major issue there if they were taken all up. Is it weekly, Seamus, that you would go to park the car and find somebody who doesn't, you know, have a, um, a disabled badge in the spot? No, weekly, yes. Like I, I would be a fairly active person myself. So even in shopping centres there, where you mentioned there about the Baywatch uh, promotion there, uh, aware and awareness there, because uh, as you probably aware there or not aware, your listeners, the Gardaí cannot go into those places and issue a fine for people that are legally, uh, illegally uh, parking there, because you have to understand when the person in a, in, with a disability goes out, it, like I said, it's, there's a bit of planning has to go forward. And then if you find going to the, the venue or the place there uh, and it, it, there's no parking spot, the vast majority of time they would have to return to their home without actually being able to get out of the car because they couldn't exit safely. So that would be a major mm-hmm. issue there, there in relation to me driving there, then I would have to be there. Uh, Antoinette is on the line as well, Seamus, in in Cork. Antoinette, is it it something that you encounter frequently? Quite, yeah, it is. Um, On a regular occasion. Is it? Um, But I just block them in. (laughs) Yeah, so what what happened? Uh, How do you know, I suppose, in the first instance? Would you go around and check? Well, if they don't have a blue badge, they shouldn't be parked there. Yeah. So you, you would know, go so and look I'd and see. Obviously check and see if there's a blue badge there, then you know, I'm going to quite entitled to back that. If there's not, I will literally block them in and I will not move until I'm finished doing whatever I have to do. Obviously, if my daughter is with me, if my daughter's not with me, I'll park mm. the far side of the car park if I have to. And what um, sort of a reaction do you get then when people come back to the car and you've blocked them in? Well, I've often been called out, like, can the person have registration number, whatever, please return to your car or whatever. And I'll just walk out and go, they're illegally parked. So, you know, I mean, they're preventing me from parking in that mm. spot. So now they can wait. And they say, like, can you just not move your car? I was like, no, I won't actually. I refuse to move my car. And I'll go back in and I'll finish whatever I have to do. And then I'll come out and then I'll move. And then it's the person then that has illegally parked, they're inconvenienced. And they think twice the, second, the next mm. time about parking in the same spot. Have you ever confronted? Um, have you ever confronted somebody, Seamus? 
I have, yes. I mightn't have uh, blocked him in there, but there in relation to uh, the person there. But I would have confronted him, and I would have. I would be more of the keen, uh, educating the people, showing them the, how difficult it is for me to get a parking spot there. Now you will, there will be some ignorant people out there, and they they will kind of give you the excuse. I was only ten minutes away. I was just going chopping into the shop for a coffee. But it, that's not the that's not the, sure, not the, the point. Defective. Yeah, it's it's um and it's it's funny, Antoinette, that you know, like it's remarkable that it is as common, you know, even now because there's been a lot of campaigns highlighting this. Yeah, well, I actually had a woman um, literally attack me one day. Did you? Um, we were driving into a parking space, a disabled parking space. Now I had my daughter with me, and I jumped out of the car. She was in the passenger seat. And this woman came over going, there's disabled parking spaces and whatever. And I was like, yeah, hang on. I opened the boot of my car and I took my daughter's crutches out, said nothing to her, walked around, opened the passenger door, handed my crutches to my daughter. She got out of the car and I just said to her, disabled enough for you. I was like, it's not always the driver that has a disability. Sometimes it's a passenger. Mm. So it's your, it's your daughter, Antoinette. Uh, I can jump out of the car. Yeah. You know, so like I have literally been verbally attacked for parking in a disabled spot because I'm not disabled. But my daughter is. And tell me a little bit about your daughter, uh, Antoinette. Uh, well, Katie is 16. She has cerebral palsy. She also has a dislocated hip, a twisted pelvis and a twisted femur. Okay. Um, we're actually in the process of bringing her to Florida for fundraising at the moment to actually get her operated on because according to doctors here, she's too weak. So we have to fundraise to get her over. Now we, Katie was um, in a wheelchair up until she was seven. We actually brought her to the States and got her surgery that basically got her out of our wheelchair and up walking. Up, yeah. So... Katie's very stubborn and literally from when we come back from America she's like I'm not using that wheelchair so Katie uses crutches and that's it so people see me getting out of the Mm. car she can step out of the car herself but they automatically assume that that there's nothing wrong with her because she can stand like it's it was so much easier when she had a wheelchair so you can just pull the wheelchair out and then people go, all right, she has a disabled child with her. But now, because... Uh, right. And, and, um, and, and, and just, just uh, because I, I know we're, we're talking about the, the legal parking, but just when you mentioned it, she's, go, she's planning to go back to Florida now for further surgery. And how, how yeah. is the, the fundraising campaign going there on that, Antoinette? Um, it's kind of slow, but obviously with the, the way the economy is at the minute, like not a lot of people have spare okay. money. Like, yeah. Um, but we have to raise 300,000. Um, now that's for surgery to get her, like to get there or to stay there. She's to stay there for six weeks and uh, physiotherapy on her return because I know she's not going to get it here. Um, she doesn't get services as it is because of the state of the health service. So there's no point in me bringing her for a major, major surgery 
Um, and then not having mm. the, the backup as such of physiotherapy. And all that goes with it in rehabilitation. Well, I, I w- yeah. w- w- hope, you know, wish you the best of luck with the, the fundraising effort, uh, you know, Antoinette, and, and, and hopefully it'll, it'll, it'll go well uh, for Katie as well. Um, Owen is with us too on the line. Owen, have you encountered um, illegal parking in disabled spots? I'm sorry, can you repeat that again? Have you encountered, uh, you know, illegal parking in disabled base? Yes, yeah, it it happens a lot. I mean, it happens, it, you know, it happens at supermarkets, um, like like even sort of private car parks. But for me, the worst thing is um, street parking. Um, certainly in Dublin, I don't know about other cities in the country, but in terms of street parking, there's just simply not enough of it. Um, and, you know, of course, um, the, the actual issue of, of people illegally parking itself is 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 awful, um, and it was it was awful to hear about Antoinette's yeah. um, um, story. Like, I mean, you know, <laughs> like a few choice words sometimes, but I mean, to be physically threatening somebody is is, is not on mm-hmm. for doing that. Um, Peter is with us too on the line. Uh, Peter Gohori is a, a member of the Disabled Drivers Association. Peter, what is it that you want to see done, I suppose, to try and stop this? Um, <clears throat> good, good afternoon, Andrea. And good, uh, thank you for having us on. Yeah. But I suppose what we want is we want more enforcement out there. Uh, the biggest problem is what we have seen is we did a survey in Galway a couple of, two years ago, and that was one of the things that was highlighted was that disabled parking wasn't clear enough. They weren't put in the proper locations for people with disabilities. But the thing was, there were some of them were just painted blue with the little symbol in it, but there was no chicanes or hatching outside it. Like Seamus said earlier, like trying for a person trying to get out to get into a wheelchair. And then, God forgive me, but you get the gunshot that comes along and tries to park the car in tight to your car and doesn't allow you enough uh, room to open the door yeah. to be able to access your wheelchair safely. So we went around, we did an audit as a disabled persons organization, went around and we showed them what we wanted as people with disabilities. Mm. And we opened eyes to the staff in the council and shown them what there was. But what's coming back clear, loud and clear is we have members that have come back to us and told us that they have been verbally abused by able-bodied people when they try to access the disabled parking spot. You heard Antoinette's story there a few moments ago. Yes, but I have a friend who actually was verbally abused while he was trying to get into a place where there was guys parked in it illegally. A woman seen it, and I says, why don't you go to the guards? He says, I don't want to beat because, he says, they know my care. They could follow me home some evening from town. And he says, I don't know what they'd do to me. I'd be afraid for my life. So we want the guards, they all have license plate recognition now, we're told. Drive up and down the towns with the squad car, take a picture of the number plate. If they're not registered to a person with a disability, issue them with a fine. Now, they should be able to prove then that they were there, that they had a disabled parking badge and show it to you. Also, anyone that's parked in a place without the person that owns the badge in the car as well, should be fined and heavily fined. And that's up to 2,000 euros of a fine, you know? And I suppose, like, 
the, the reason Baywatch was set up kind of as well, Seamus will tell you as well, is that what we're seeing is when you go into the different places off the public parking, like into the shops, swimming pools, they'll all park in the disabled parking spots because they know there's no enforcement. Mm. Guards can only come in and caution you. Traffic warden can't give a ticket. It's is that just in sorry? Is that just in private? That's in private parking, is it? In the shopping centres? Private of that? parking, shopping centres. You know, like you take the likes of the local uh, shopping place, um, Tesco, Dons. You know, Super Value, Lidl, Aldi, and it's a free for all. You know, so the guards can't. Sorry, the, 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 the guards can't give. If I went in and parked in a in in a blue disabled bay this afternoon in a shopping centre in private in a private shopping centre, the guards can't find me for that can find you for it. It's up to the management company of that to issue or to come out and do something then. So we want the sure, guards to be able to that's ridiculous if the guards out. can't do it. It is. But why go to the trouble of putting them in and say they're here? It's only a token gesture then to us. It's an insult. It's a slap in the face to us. Now we want the minister to come down heavy on it, but where is she? Mm. On all of this. You know? So I approached uh, Hildegard Nocton, Minister uh, Hildegard Nocton over it, and she said, like, she increased the fine because it was the only thing she could see that she could do. Uh, We wanted to include penalty points if you were illegally parked in the disabled parking spot anywhere. But she says that would have to go through the House of the Oireachtas and and through the whole thing. Do you know? Why doesn't it go through the Houses of the Oireachtas? It should, you know, but it's going to take a long time. But we need to be starting the process now. We need to have started it years ago, but we so, need so, to start so it just, now. So just to clarify, Peter, and if, if, if you were parked on street in a, in a blue um, uh, disabled parking spot, you can, you can be fined for that with the guards or traffic warden. Yes. But if it's in a yes. hotel car park or shopping centre car park or supermarket car park that's private, that's not council owned... No, nobody can, nobody, the traffic warden, the guards, nobody can enforce, they have no, jurisdiction. no enforcement. All the, yeah, all the guards can do is from what I've been told by the guards is they can come up and they can issue a warning. They can't issue, physically issue a ticket for it. You'd like if, to see what, this, uh, penalty points issued on top of points, a fine? Yeah, yeah. same yeah, exactly. as speeding basically. Yeah, we, we were fighting the guards and I wanted them to do more on enforcement on the local town. And what they kept coming back to me was, Pete, we are. We're bringing some of the people to court. And when we go to court, the people will turn around. Your Honour, I couldn't see it was a disabled parking spot. And then the next thing was knocked down from 150 down to 40 euro, a traffic offence or whatever they were putting it in as. My thing on it was, the judge should have turned around and said to the person, well, I think you are a danger to be on the road. You should have three months off the road. Come back to me with a an eyesight report to say that you can't see. You know, why use that loophole? Because they were doing okay. it. Now, the day we did the audit in Lahore, sorry for going on, but we walked around with the, uh, the county council, the people inside, and outside one of the banks, here we got a guy in a big high-powered jeep run into the bank, and when he came out, one of the ladies challenged him and says, you know you're parked in a disabled parking spot. Oh, I'm only using the space for one minute. But like Shema says, we are planning our day, and because we can't park on that to access the bank, the chemist, or the doctors, mm. 
you've upset us and you've pushed us over into a dangerous location for us okay. to park and we're not able to access the regress. A, a text in from Lar who says the Gardaí have no business regulating anything on private property is his view. Another listener says I've no problem with Baywatch or policing of disabled parking spaces but there's a lot of overkill with the amount of disabled spots in front of shops, petrol stations, etc. Uh, Little and McCroom has seven disabled bays in front of the shop. Junction 3 service station on the M8. It's a small place. They have four spaces uh, in the front of the doors. So a bit of balance wouldn't go astray. What do you say to that, Peter? Alana, Andrea, that is crazy because you take it, right? We're the highest minority group in the country, disabled people, right? The 640,000 people, 13.5% of the population has a disability. Now, if you go back to 2006 when the census was done, they came out and they said there was 18.5%. But two or three census later, we're now saying there's only 13.5%. We wiped 5% off it. There isn't enough of disabled parking spots around. And able-bodied people should be able to walk the little few steps that's in it. Mm. There's only 5% of parking bays in it to suit 13% of the people. Of the population. There's not enough. Just, just a, yeah. a final point on this, Peter. Um, this listener says, what about those of us with in, in, invisible illnesses? Uh, I, I walk fine, but I suffer with diabetes and I struggle a bit. I have a blue badge, but I've been shouted at twice by people assuming that I'm illegally parking. It's actually really embarrassing. People assume a lot. But once he has the blue badge, he's so that's okay. It, yeah. Now, yeah. Now, the other thing which I think is crazy is this age-friendly parking. Age-friendly parking is out there for anyone over 55, but it seems to be a free-for-all as well that any age can park in it and they don't have to pay tickets. Okay. And that's been abused and there's no one there. So what we do want is we want the guards, traffic wardens, come down heavy on anyone that's parking in it and we won't need yeah. as many disabled Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get on to the Minister's Department and see if there's any update on, on progressing uh, this at all, Peter. But thanks a million for joining us in the show today. Uh, Peter Gohery is from the Disabled Drivers Association and lots of stories actually coming in now from people. It's amazing the amount of people who have um, a badge to use some of the disability bays and that have uh, engage, you know, been shouted at or roared at uh, by people, according to the tech stories coming in here. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. There's a lot of you getting in touch about illegal parking in disabled bays. Darren is with us. Darren, is it something you've experienced? Hi, uh, Andrea. Greetings from St. James's Hospital. So I'm currently in hospital at the moment. Okay. So, uh, yeah. You all so right? I, yeah, well, I had, had a bit of surgery last week, so uh, I had a bit of an amputation on my foot, so I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to tiptoe around my wife for the rest of my life. But we'll we'll figure that out, you know. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, all, all is good. So. But uh, we, a number of months ago, we parked in a uh, a one of the, the service, motorway service stations. And uh, there's only a couple of disabled spots there and there wasn't one available. So uh, my wife uh, would be quite adamant on checking that they have passes and, and saw that one of the cars didn't. Uh, she, she approached management, uh, who were very good, to be fair, and put it out over the Tanoi, and we were able to identify who owned the car. So my wife, my wife approached them, and very politely said, guys, you realise you're parking in the same space, and my husband has mobility problems. And she was told, very curtly, with two words, one one started with an F and one finished with an F, uh, by the female person sitting at the table. So she nice. wasn't happy, and came back to me. So I hobbled across, 
and showed them my 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 my, my disabilities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I said, "Can you please just move the car so we can we 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 can uh, limit our thing on the way back?" And uh, eventually, the male person sitting at the got up and moved the car and stuff. So, so it's 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 a lot. It's the, it's the attitude of a lot of people as well is is a big problem here. They just a lot of people just don't care, you know. And uh, so yeah, it was it was it wasn't a pleasant experience no. for anybody to be honest, you know. It's a common darn. Because I get the sense uh, from chatting to, you know, Seamus and 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 Antoinette known earlier. Like this seems to be a frequent enough issue. Yeah, no, no, it it, it is. Yeah, and we we would we would religiously check uh, the people who have passed and stuff. We. You know, we did have another small incident where we were told, "Ah, oh, we left it on the other car," and like you get silly excuses like that. You know, like like it's, it's not like there's a lack of spaces. They just go park in, in the, if you don't have the pass, then don't park there. You know, and uh, it's a little bit of education. I think uh, I don't know, maybe maybe they could consider looking at with technology these days, putting mini barriers and put a barcode on your on your on your disability pass. Which means that if you didn't have the pass, you can't open the, the barrier on, on on the space. Maybe, maybe it's not cost effective. I don't know, but but uh, there definitely is a, a an uncaring attitude. Yeah, there. I don't even know if it's education. I think it's just cop on, really, isn't it? Like, yeah, a little bit of consideration, you know, of, manners actually. Just, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. old fashioned manners mightn't uh, mightn't go astray in in all of this. Um, Independent councillor Declan Bree in Sligo is is with us as well. Declan, is there not more the councils can do? Because, like, just from chatting to, to Peter there a little earlier from the Disabled Drivers Association, it's sort of bizarre that the guards and the traffic wardens that they can't impose fines on people parking illegally in spaces that are reserved for people with disabilities. You know, in the likes of shopping centres and that. Well, that's in, in, in private centres, and certainly that that's an issue that has to be addressed. I, I know the Disabled Drivers Association has called on the government to change existing legislation so as the, the guards and the traffic wardens can impose fines on drivers who illegally park in, in, in parking bays for disabled people. But, you know, I have to say that the traffic wardens themselves in Sligo, particularly, they have a job to do. It's a difficult job, and they do it extremely well, and there's no mercy shown to any motorist that would park illegally in a disabled parking space. However, at our last meeting, in fact, at the council, I submitted a motion because I had significant concerns about the manner in which council officials were dealing with, with particular motorists who, who park illegally in, 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 in those parking spaces. I'm the chairman of the council's disability committee, and I and indeed other councillors have been particularly supportive of the Operation Enable initiative, which is a, a project to remind motorists to respect wheelchair accessible parking bays, and it's a year-round initiative supported by councils countrywide by the Disabled Drivers Association, the Wheelchair mm. Association and, and so on. But however, when, when I raised the issue at our council meeting, uh, council officials responded by saying that they would, they, you know, that there would be a continued commitment from traffic wards to police illegal parking in disabled parking spaces. However, I pointed out and, and I said that it appeared to me that traffic wardens in Sligo weren't receiving the backup support they required when dealing with such matters. And I pointed out that only last month a motorist parked illegally in a, in a disabled parking space just a short distance from my home. And a traffic warden did place a fixed charge notice on the car. However, 
the car was an Northern Ireland registered vehicle, which in essence, uh, from my experience, means that the, the driver can ignore the parking laws in Sligo and can ignore the €150 Euro parking fine for parking in a disabled mm. parking space. And as I pointed out, it was my understanding that there were in excess of 20 parking fines outstanding in respect of the same Northern registered vehicle. So that adds up to more than €1,500 Euro yeah. in outstanding fines. And, you know, the traffic warden sought to have the car impounded so as to ensure that the fines would be paid and justice done. However, it would appear that up to now, it's been council policy not to impound cars, even if they park illegally in the city. Okay, so you think there should be more of that? I probably proposed that in future the council will take all necessary action against motorists who mm. park illegally in disabled parking spaces, including uh, the imposition of parking fines and, if necessary, the impounding yeah. of vehicles. Okay, fair and enough. needless to say that the motion received the backing of all councillors and was unanimously adopted. And I've no doubt but that the traffic wardens will welcome this because, like the great majority of people, they've no tolerance for, for motorists yeah. who park Yeah, and it seems to be it seems to be certainly a, a big issue for sure. James is on the line as well, uh, Declan. James, why did you get in touch about this? Uh, well, I, I'm here in St. James's Hospital and uh, looking for uh, uh, invalid parking bay only to find that uh, in a certain area, 50% of the bays have been taken up by staff. And the, the lady, uh, I was approached and I was told, you know, like you have to move on because the ambulances are coming in. It was uh, one of the entrances to the well, How do you know, sorry, James, they're taken up by staff? Because they're... they're, they're how they know there's there's a red sticker on their window? So, so you're saying you're telling me that the, 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 there's cars parked in spots that are um, disabled parking a, bays with yes. no badges, but yeah, but, but they have a staff car park badge. Yes, and I was told by the lady that oh they're staff cars, and I said well these are bays okay. which are supposed to be reserved for people who have. Uh, disability issues and problems and appropriate stickers. And were you trying to get parked in a disabled bay, James, yourself? Yes. You were? And you you couldn't get anywhere then? No. Right. We'll have to get on to James's hospital so and see what the story is about that. Well, I I, I come here on a regular basis with my wife. She has Parkinson's and mood body dementia, you know, so she's in a wheelchair. Yeah. So it's a question of kind of coming nearly an hour beforehand trying to get somewhere to park. You have to come in an hour beforehand. Well, there's a limited number of car parks. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And like, I mean, the thing about it is, like, when you feel it to the last minute, then you could be walking half a mile pushing a wheelchair. Okay. Well. Jo- jo- John is on the line as well. Uh, John, what's your position on this? Hi, Andrew. I was listening to it there in the car when I was uh, on my way home about you know people with blue badges being confronted and. I can I, I, I apparently understand because in a lot of cases these blue badges are being abused by family members or the vehicles are being left in situ uh, in spaces all day. Now, the local warden told me that um, when pay parking came into the town, he said that the number of blue badges and Irish wheelchair badges quadrupled in, near, in less than 18 months. So... I'm not saying that uh, they're all being abused, but um, he told me of one instance, and there's nothing he can do about it because he comes to the town and then he goes on to another town and he comes back. But he knows it's been um, abused, but he can't catch the individual that's doing it. 
So I can understand in cases now where people get um, hot under the collar okay. by, and confront uh, people over the, this. But um, the, this situation that I was listening to now, they are in an awful lot of places, uh, these disabled spaces are badly marked and are badly cited. I have to agree with the gentleman uh, that was on. Mm. But I, well, I have to, I, I, I don't know, obviously, in that instance, John, but certainly for many of the callers who've been in touch with us today, I mean, you know, they, they are, and I, I've no doubt about it, um, uh, uh, the owners or have the permit, the, the badge permit, and permitted to park in disabled spaces. And, you know, she heard their, sto- their, their stories yourself. I did. Yeah. But as I said, I've. It's, you think there's some cases. It's, it's, it's common knowledge that there's right. family members or relatives abusing the badges. This listener says drivers who double park on the outside of a disabled space are also a problem. And usually they say, I'm only waiting for herself or himself to come out of the shop, but I can't get in or out as may be the case. Another listener, there should be zero tolerance, 100%. Clamp the car if there's no badge. Uh, this texter says, my son is a wheelchair user and goes to school in Tralee. He's the only wheelchair user in the school. There is one space outside the school for blue tag users. We live very close, so we would walk to school nearly every day unless it's raining or if I need to collect my son for an appointment. I always feel I can never rely on the space to be free when we need it because the amount of parents who park in that space illegally is an everyday occurrence. I think they I think they think because it's just a quick drop off it doesn't matter please read out the message lunchtime live at newstalk.com look that's the email if you want to get in touch with us about this we will get on to the, the relevant minister's department about this so and see what the, the situation is I think a lot of people were quite surprised today to find out that uh, the traffic warden or the guards can't issue um, any fine they can't impose a fine on people parking illegally in disabled uh, spaces or bays in private car parking spaces. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.